The truth lives. Political bomb show starring Rishon Blyden. Welcome to Political Bomb Show. I'm your host, Rayshawn Blyden. Tuesday in Massachusetts. Today, I do hope that you're exercising your right to vote. And I do encourage you to vote for John Kingston. John Kingston. If you still haven't gotten a chance to get out there and vote, please do check out his website really fast, johnkingston.com. johnkingston.com promises to put term limits on Congress, reform and simplify our tax code, protect our borders and end sanctuary cities. So all very good stuff. Again, vote for johnkingston.com. So today I want to talk about trust. Am I the only one that come across people and I could know people for years and years and years and will not trust them one iota, yet someone will come from out of nowhere and I will trust them like I've known them forever. Do you ever wonder why this happens? Does this ever happen to you? Well, I'll be talking about that. And of course, I'll be giving you the news and other things that you look forward to. So, uh, well, it's definitely um, something that makes you go, why is this? It makes you wonder sometimes about reincarnation. Like I will run into people that I have sworn that I've known them all my life. It's like a feeling that comes over me. I can't even describe what the feeling is, but it's really, uh, really something. So anyway, I hope that you guys had a great memorial. Like I said, Labor Day, why do I keep saying memorial? Memorial Day is in my head, Labor Day. And I hope that anyone who lives off of the system and don't want to get off the system, I hope you had a lousy Labor Day because that wasn't your day. That was a day for us working class people. So I do hope that you had a crappy one if you fall under that category. So, yes, let's see what we can find in the news today. Let us see. By the way, that theme was from Black Beauty. Um, I grew up on that. That's one of the, the the shows that I grew up on. Love it. They don't make family shows like that anymore. I miss those type of shows like Black Beauty, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, My Three Sons, you know, um, Leave it to Beaver. You know, pretty, oh, what's the other one with... Uh, Little House on the Prairies, you know, they don't make shows with family values like that anymore. And it's the same. You could, like, Black Beauty, that came from from England, clearly came from England, I could tell. And 
England is not, it doesn't resemble anything like that at all. It actually resembles something from a third world country right now. So, yeah, that's that. I don't, uh, I don't like it. That's why I, like I said, I will not, I've always wanted to visit London and not anymore. I've always wanted to visit uh, Paris and not anymore. Not anymore. So uh, let's see here what I could find here. Anything good? Anything good? Let's see. Okay. Um, da, 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 all eyes on on Kavanaugh. Red State Dems in tight spot. Hope views fuel blue wave. Liberals warn. Okay, let's see. What does the liberals warn? I think that you want to shut up your mouth. Shut up your mouth. Shut up your mouth. Because I don't care. It doesn't matter what you think, you liberals, smelly animals. Democrats last shot at stopping Trump's Supreme Court pick. If they can't beat Kavanaugh, they'll use his conservative views to fuel their blue wave. The long shot path to killing Brett Kavanaugh's Supreme Court nomination runs through the heart of American health care system and right into the November midterms elections. Senate Democrats prepping for this week's marathon confirmation hearings are zeroing in on the healthcare views of the man who could pull the nation's high court to the right for a generation and determine the fate of abortion rights. You hear that, Miss Jenny Jen Jen? The social safety net and Obamacare itself possibly within months, hopefully sooner, because I don't like you. I don't like you at all. I really don't like them at all. You got hurricane watches. I don't look out much for those, like, although I should because I have families that live in those areas. But I don't, I guess, living over here in New England for so long, I don't even think about hurricane unless my mom calls me up and says it's a hurricane on the way. I don't really know. Although, flip the script, she always knows when there's a snowstorm here or a blizzard, she'll call me up and say, how are you surviving the blizzard? I don't know how she knows these things. I guess it's a mother thing. She must look these things up. Let's see. Regulation risk as tech giants head to Congress. I hope they really do regulate. I really do. They really have to regulate. Right? And I am definitely strongly conservative, but I am telling you, regulations are in order because they are out of control they really are they really are out of control so uh hold on i'll be right back
Sorry about that. I had to soundproof the area. I forgot that I did not. And so I had to stop and go to a break early. But I'm back now. Did you miss me? I miss you. Okay, let's see. Democrats ready? Investigate onslaught. What is this? Uh, uh. Democrats eye in a majority prepare an investigation onslaught. I don't see how this is going to... I don't think that they have a chance of prayer. It's not going to happen. So you keep on wet dreaming, guys. Keep it up. Washington House Democrats increasingly optimistic they will win back control in November are mining a mountain of stymied oversight request in preparation for an onslaught of hearings, subpoenas, and investigations into nearly every corner of Trump administration while they continue to distance themselves from the most extreme recourse impeaching President Trump, senior Democrats who stand to control key House panels could soon oversee inquiries into some of the most precarious threats to Mr. Trump's presidency. Those include whether his campaign coordinated with Russia Ah, oh, shut the hell up about Russia. I'm, I'm not reading any more of this. I'm not reading any more of this. Pelosi-Schumer party with media elite. Let's see here. This is a Breitbart story. Nancy Pelosi 
Messrs. House Drapes from the Hamptons at Elite Sorry with Globalists Power Brokers. From the Hamptons on Long Island, New York House Major Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi is already plotting exactly what she intends to do should the House majority swing the Democrats' way in November. Instead of focusing on the needs of American workers and policy objectives for the United States on Labor Day weekend, Pelosi was spotted along with Senator Democrat leader Chuck U. Schumer of New York at a glorious gathering this Labor Day weekend in East Hampton, hosted by Discovery Inc. CEO David Zaslav, whatever. Per Politico's playbook email, Pelosi and Schumer were hardly the only leftist stars at the power-studded event. Oprah Winfrey, the successful talk show host and potential 2020 Democratic presidential candidate, as well as media elites like Katie Couric, ABC's George Stepan All of Us, NBC's Savannah Gurdry, and The View co-host Joy Behar, they were all there. It's not just media elites that Pelosi and Schumer were palling around, palling around with in the Hamptons this weekend. Also present per political playbook was Goldman Sachs CEO and Chairman Lloyd Blankfein, who still has not faced any consequences for his role in the financial crisis of 2008, despite apologizing for doing things he admitted were wrong, Blankfein was not the only Wall Street banking executive present. His parent apparent, David Solomon, was there too. Venture capitalist Alan Petrokov was at the party as well per Politico. They did not leave entertainment elites out of this gathering either. Tony Award-winning Broadway producer Dal Roth was at the Ritzy gathering, as was Goodfellas co-screening Nick Pileggi. Television personality Martha Stewart, who was convicted a decade ago on insider trading charges and served several months in federal prison, posted this photo of herself with New England Patriots owner Bob Kraft and Oprah Winfrey at the Sorority. So, yep, they were all there. Wow. Interesting. Very interesting.
the pause gathering of leftist globalists and elites comes Labor Day weekend as the general election campaign. I heard my girls barking. Most likely that was Zoom. Uh, she threw me off. General election campaign for the midterms in November 2018 kicks off nationwide. While Democrats have an enormous amount of intensity of their side as the Me Too, the Me Too fueled anti Trump socialists. Okay, I don't care much more about this. Don't care about it. No more. Not going to read any more. <laughs> Networks crop Farrakhan out of pick on stage with Clinton. Interested. Very interesting. This is a Washington Times. Okay, I see the picture here. Networks cropped Farrakhan from Clinton Jackson Sharpton image at Aretha's funeral. I wonder why they cropped Louis Calypso Farrakhan out. I wonder why. Let's see. So he's clearly standing there. Definitely standing there. And, uh... Let's see. It was an image that caused quite a stir Friday afternoon. There on stage, presiding over Aretha Franklin's epic funeral extravaganza was former President Bill Clinton alongside former presidential candidates Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton, and immediately next to those three in the same honor position as the ex-president and the civil rights leaders was anti-Semite Nation of Islam leader Louis Calypso Farrakhan. There he is. There he is, Louis, Louis, Louis. I think I told you guys before how I was introduced to him. This is before... I was e even uh, into politics, but I was always conservative. I just wasn't into politics. And um, a friend, Malik Lyons, at the time, he he was Muslim, and he wanted me to uh, to accompany him in this Million Man March. So Black Million Man March, the first one. I don't know, remember the year exactly. But so I went there, not knowing much of anything as far as that goes, and quickly I see why so many blacks are Democrats. Some, most of us, not even by choice. Like I went to this event, and they ushered the, the first thing they said, everyone who hasn't voted, go to your right. So I went there, and before I could even grab the um, the voting card, they already had checked the box Democrats. I was like. Well, I don't know if I want to be a Democrat. And they gave me a, a look, and then they said, black people, we all are Democrats. I couldn't believe that. That rubbed me the wrong way. So I was already not in a good mood from that. You can't. You don't tell me. I don't like anyone put me into a box. You're not going to put me into a box because of my race. It's not going to happen. 
So I don't like boxes. So you're not going to put me into a box saying, oh, all black people vote Democrats. No, I'm going to vote based on on my uh, my uh, conservative views. And unfortunately, Democrats, they frown upon my conservative views. So why would I vote with them or for them? So I, I didn't pay much attention because, I, like I said, I wasn't into politics. So I just, whatever, I filled it out and checked it in. But the men the, the the that I followed next year when I voted, I certainly didn't vote as Democrats. I quickly changed to Republicans. And, you know, many of these establishment Republicans are just as bad as the Democrats. So, but the Republicans is, uh, you know, if I had to pick one, which I did, I mean, I could be independent, obviously. So I decided to be Republican because there were, you know, there were some conservative. Uh, Republicans in the party, so that's why I ended up there. So anyway, when I went to this Black Million Man March thing and uh, Louis Calypso Farrakhan came on to speak, I have never heard him before. I didn't know anything about the man. And I, it, I literally, it took three minutes of words coming out of his mouth. I looked at my friends and said, Malik, I'm out of here. This guy, he's uh, he seems to be racist to me. I don't like him. I don't like him at all. And so that pretty much terminated our friendship. And unfortunately, he was my supervisor and made me pay for what I had said. And I don't want to get into that story. It's in my autobiography. So, uh, yeah, they chopped him out. They cropped him out. So let's see what else we got there. Lewinsky cuts interview after ask about apology. Let me see. Is this the Lewinsky as in Monica Lewinsky or? Yep, it sure is. Where is that dress of yours, Monica? <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I don't know why I said that. Monica Lewinsky shuts down Jalem interview. Activist says, says she was misled by the conference organizers who act with blatant disregard for our agreement. Let's see here. Monica Lewinsky, the White House intern turned anti-bullying activist, gave an emotional speech in Jerusalem on Monday night before abruptly leaving at the start of an interview. Lewinsky addressed the Channel 2 News conference about her experiences in the wake of the revelations of her affair with, the then, with then President Bill Clinton. Following her speech, Lewinsky sat down for a scheduled talk with news anchor Yonette Le Levy. Levy asked Lewinsky if she was still expecting a private apology from Clinton after all these years. Lewinsky simply answered, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to do this, and quickly walked off the stage. Conference organizers did not give any reason for her abrupt departure. A spokesman would not say if Lewinsky left the stage because of the question itself. Of course he did. Of course he did. 
On Twitter, several hours later, Lewinsky said that she had been misled by Lavi, who crossed the line. There were clear parameters about what we would discuss and what we would not, she wrote on Twitter. Lewinsky said Levy had asked her that question a day earlier, and she had declared it's off limits. When she asked me it on stage with blatant disregard for our agreement, it became clear to me I had been misled. I left because it is more important than ever for women to stand up for themselves and not allow others to control their narrative. In a statement, Channel 2 News said it thanked Lewinsky for her appearance and we respect her sensitivity and wish her luck. Bye-bye. Before leaving the stage, Lewinsky gave thoughtful, emotional speech. And da, 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 da. I would ask, where's the blue dress? Did you keep it as a souvenir? No, I'm kidding. I wouldn't do that. That's insensitive. Da, 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 da. Google secret deal with MasterCard to track offline sales. I don't like that at all. Do not like it. No, no, I do not like it at all. Let's see here. So, for the past year, select Google advisors had had access to a potent new tool, potent new tool, to track whether the ads they run online led to sale at physical store in the U.S., that insight came thanks in part to a stockpile of MasterCard transactions for Google paid that Google paid for. I don't but most of the two billion MasterCard holders aren't aware of this behind the scenes tracking. Of course not. Of course not. That's because the companies never told the public about the arrangement. Unbelievable. Alphabet Inc.'s Google and MasterCard Inc. brokered a business partnership uh, during about four years of negotiations. According to four people with knowledge of the deal, three of whom worked on it directly, the alliance gave Google an unprecedented asset for measuring retail spending, part of the search giant strategy to fortify its primary business against onslaughts from Amazon.com Inc. and others. But the deal, which has not been previously reported, could raise broader privacy concerns about how much consumer data technology companies like Google quietly absorb. Absorb, it's true. I keep saying, you gotta bust the trust. Google is one of them, Facebook is another. People don't expect what they buy physically in a store to be linked to what they're buying online. It's true, we don't. So, 
Be careful. Be very careful. I wonder if that includes uh, debit MasterCards. I hope not. I hope not. What else do we have? Huh. The cops say a bad online restaurant review led to a drive-by shooting. Huh. Let's see. Unbelievable. This guy, Ken Whaley, was sitting on the couch watching television when a bullet whizzed by his head. I actually could feel the air from the bullet as it passed by me. His daughter, Monica Whaley, was in the other room. I didn't think anybody was crazy enough to do this. The Orange County Sheriff's Office said because Monica left a negative review for a nearby restaurant, the gunfire was retaliation. When you wait a minute, it's got to be pulling my leg. So Monica gave a, a bad review, and what the restaurant owner or someone who saw it, who who works at the restaurant, came by to do a drive-by shooting. This it just sounds like something out of a movie, huh? When this all happened, I thought, no way. I mean, like, after a bad restaurant review, this doesn't seem right. Deputies said three shots were fired into the home while a white Ford Flex stopped outside their residence on the night of August 20th, the same night the review was posted. One of those three bullets narrowly missed Ken's head by inches. He describes the, the noise like a car backfiring. He said he dove to the ground and later found the uh, .410 caliber bullet in a nearby laundry basket. The review posted on Whaley's personal Facebook page, said that her disabled mother was denied service at the Daybreak Diner. Whaley said the diner told her mother she could not be inside the restaurant without another person with her. Instead, she would have to wait for her food order in her car. That's outrageous. Of course, they deserve a bad review. Whaley said in the past, her mother had a fall at the restaurant and she had only ever since returned with a companion. Whaley wrote, It was my mother's birthday and all she wanted was her favorite Greek omelet. She arrived back home in tears. It was so upsetting. So I felt that I needed to share this. And it's my right to be able to tell others like what my experience is and what happened to my mother. I think anybody 
in my shoes would have done the same thing. I would have done worse. The post led to hundreds of negative comments online and several angry phone calls to the diner. The owner of the daybreak said her business was ruined as a result. That's your own fault. She can do a drive-by shooting? Are you crazy? Woman sick in no head. All right, sorry, I put on my little Jamaican voice. I'm not Jamaican, but I had to do a little Jamaican voice. Are you crazy? So on the diner's professional Facebook page, they posted a statement that's, that started with, to our valued customers. Recently, Daybreak Diner has become the center of a social media controversy alleging discrimi discrimination against a customer. The Daybreak family pride ourselves in welcoming the community into our diner and have never and will never practice any form of discrimination. Deputies arrested 42-year-old Norman Arville. In their report, they said he is a friend of the restaurant's owner and a former veteran. Shame on you. You're a veteran acting like that? They re report he had several beers that night of the alleged shooting. Arville is charged with shooting into a dwelling and abuse of a disabled adult. Unbelievable. Huh. Unreal. Oh, man. Wow. So it wasn't the owner, but it was a friend of the owner. And they blamed it on the al 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 alcohol. So Bannon booted from New York ER Fest. Let's see. Let's see, Mr. Bannon. New York, the New Yorker distinct disinvites. Okay, the New York, the New Yorker disinvites Steve Bannon from festival after Jim Carrey, Jack Antonoff pull out other celebrities' protest. Huh, I don't have much to say about that. I'm not a Steve Bannon fan, but um, I don't think that, you know, you shouldn't be bullied you shouldn't be bullied by celebrities for saying basically if you have Bannon here I'm not coming so then don't come just find someone else to replace them that's all or don't have any celebrities at all screw them can't, you can't be bullied saying oh this pisses me off really pisses me off well you know it really does Okay, Amazon sites set on online ad market. Don't care. Don't care. Another alleged UFO sighting in, let's see this. I have a friend, he's all over this type of stuff. Dude, there's aliens, dude. They're planting the seeds in your brains. 
as just mimicking his voice. Anyone who knows him will know exactly who it is. Let's see, a mysterious square aircraft hovering in night sky scared me to death, NC Man says. Another alleged UFO sighting near Charlotte has appeared on Facebook and is in this case, in this case, it was posted by a husband and a father who says he doesn't necessarily believe in UFOs. Let's see. Okay, let me click on the Facebook link here and see what it looks like to me. Let's see. Uh, I guess it does look really odd. It doesn't look like anything from Earth. So it could be a it could be a spaceship. It could be. It could definitely be a spaceship. By the way, congratulations to myself. I am keeping on pace for my credit went up 12 points. Went up 12 points. So congrats to myself. Okay. Uh, huh. What do we have here? I'm, I'm hungry. I, I, uh, for the first time, I tried, uh, what do you call it? Uh, tuna fish, not from the can, but actual tuna fish. It just, it tastes nothing like the can. It's like, I would never, how does the can taste so different? I mean, then again, I guess corned beef is the same thing. Corned beef from the can tastes way different than corned beef. So I guess I could understand. Yeah, I can, I get it. I mean, it, it was, uh, it was really good. I don't, you know, I got to learn how to cook it more. I cooked it. It was a little dry. So I don't know if uh, I cooked it the wrong way or not, but it's a little bit dry, a little dry. But it was good. It was very good. Very good fish. And um have a little bit left over. I will suck that down during the break. Suck that down during the break. Yes, I will. I certainly will. Suck it back. Suck it back. Facebook is in the nose. A first of its kind, an intelligent machine with the ultimate intent to conquer all and reign supreme. Yeah. Go online, have a look. By a zuck, they are in beta, so there is a few small bugs like constant misuse of your data. Zuckerberg. Okay, let's see. Where is that story? Zucky, Zucky, Zucky is in the news. Zucky, Zucky, always happy to read when there's negative press about this sucker. I don't like him at all. I have zero love. There's nothing, no, oh, Mr. Blind, you're jealous because he's rich. No, 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 that has nothing to do with to do with him. There's many, uh, plenty of other rich people. I'm not jealous of anyone. You know? So, goodbye, Facebook? Why, some small businesses 
are quitting the social network. One of the Facebook policies changes decreased my income from Facebook by 60% overnight. No explanation, said one small business owner. After nearly two years under fire for false news and Russian election meddling, Facebook has felt the pressure from users and government regulators to address these issues. Earlier this year, CEO Sucky Zucky announced changes to the platform's newsfeed product with content from more posts from friends and family and less public content, including videos and other posts from publishers or businesses. The goal was to make Facebook more social and fewer commercial and product posts. Publishers range in from big businesses to mommy bloggers or forced to post more content that they create personally rather than share products or affiliated links. With these changes, some small publishers claim to see a massive downside. One of the Facebook policies changes that kind of went under the radar and it went into effect in February was the Brandon content policy and it decreased my income from Facebook by 60% overnight. No explanation, said Holly Homer, an entrepreneur from Texas who owns the Facebook pages for Quirky Mama and Kids Activities. With over 3 million followers, Homer's Facebook page had become so popular she hired five employees and her husband quit his full-time job to help with the business. Homer showed NBC News a chart of interactions with her Facebook page that shows a decrease in February when Facebook implemented changes to news feeds. Several other brands that have Facebook pages also claim to have seen a decrease on Facebook, including the popular feel-good Facebook page, Little Things, which shut down after clicks dropped by 75%. Wow. The brand Little Things has since been acquired by Rock U Media and actively produces content. But as other small independent publishers struggle to reach their previous successes, some are ditching Facebook completely. Twitter is taking advantage of the situation, putting out a call to the publishers to sign up for Twitter timeline ads, which it says will generate revenue for your site. A new platform has even been launched to combat Facebook. Maven debuted it in 2016. I've never heard of this one and has already attracted 
more than 300 publishers to its site, getting about 90 million unique clicks a month. Homer moved her kids activities page to Maven and now directs her Facebook followers to the competitor platform. I got to see what Maven. I've never heard of Maven. Have anyone else heard of Maven? I certainly have. And they've been around since 2016. I've never heard of them. I've never heard of them. So I will just bookmark Maven and I will get back to them later when the show is completed. And now direct. Okay, I read that already. NBC News reached out to Facebook about their decreases in traffic experience by Homer and other small businesses. And a spokesman told NBC News in response to feedback, we've recently made some changes to prioritize conversations among friends and family. Although this means some public pages may see a decline in reach, the goal is to make sure that people can connect around authentic and engaging posts. Facebook faced a new PR challenge last month after a top executive reportedly told a group of digital publishers that founder Saki Zaki doesn't care about news publishers and that the company would let them die if they didn't cooperate with the company. I'll be holding your hands with your dying business like in hospice, Campbell Brown, global head of news partnerships at Facebook reportedly told a group of publishers. A Facebook spokesman said in a statement that the comments were, of course, were taken out of context and do not reflect its corporate stance. Sir, the re- this, re- this is real money for these influencers. Uh, Vice President at Forrester, who analyzed social media trends, told NBC News, it is all based on traffic. That's why it can change overnight, because if suddenly your traffic goes away, so does your income. So does your income. So does your income, and Sucky Zucky does not care. You heard what he said there. I don't think it was, I'm pretty sure it was not taken out of context at all. He's full of baloney. It was not taken out of context. He was caught with his underwear down. He was caught with his underwear down. Sucky Zucky. Zucky Zucky. The first of its kind, an intelligent machine with the ultimate intent to conquer all and reign supreme. Go online, have a look, buy a Zuck, they are in beta, so there is a few small bucks like constant misuse of your data. Zuckerberg.
back welcome back political bomb show scarf down that leftover tuna it was good again 323-835-1123 politicalbombshow.cf my labor day was very good i can't tell you how much i enjoyed it it was just that good it's not that i did anything special i don't get a chance to go to the movies that often like i said I think I said it in the opening. I'm not even sure now. I went to go see Kin and was pleasantly surprised at the uh, surprise ending of the movie. I did not, I didn't see that coming. Did not see that coming. I was wondering why the boy, don't worry, no spoilers. You don't have to turn it down. I just wonder why you're the only one able to control that gun. So I'll say that it seemed like they set it up where they, if they did a second movie, it could definitely be way different because of uh, that's how that's how groundbreaking the uh, the end was, and and the person who was there. I mean, everyone loves him. I'm not going to say anymore. No spoilers. But let's get back to some news, shall we? Let's see what we got in the news. Um, okay, I dealt with Sucky Zucky already. Sucky Zucky, you are the worky. I don't know if that make any sense at all, but 
Uh, huh. Roseanne says moving to Israel when Connors premieres. What do you mean? Are they, what is this? Roseanne Barr says she's moving to Israel when the Connors premieres. Let's see. This is a CNN article here. Roseanne Barr says she plans to be abroad when the Connors premieres without her this fall. Barr told her longtime friend, Rabbi Shamuli Botit, doing the latest installment of his podcast, that she won't be turning into the Roseanne spinoff. Instead, she'll be halfway around the world. I have an opportunity to go to Israel for a few months and study with my favorite teachers over there, Barr said. And that's where I'm going to go and probably move somewhere there and study with my favorite teachers. I have saved a few pennies and I'm so lucky I can go. It's my great joy and privilege to be a Jewish woman. Borrow is fired, blah, 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 tired. Okay, yeah. Don't care much about it. Don't care. China investments in Africa raise new colonialism fears. Huh. What do we have here? Chinese President, is it X or Z? I don't know, Jinping, on Monday pledged $60 billion in financing for projects in Africa in the form of assistance, investment, and loans as China furthers efforts to link the continent's economic prosper prospects to its own. <clears throat> Speaking to a gathering of African leaders in Beijing, Mr. Z, XI, whatever you want to pronounce it, said the figure includes $15 billion in grants, interest-free loans, and concessional loans, $20 billion in credit lines, $10 billion for development financing, and $5 billion to buy imports from Africa. So, yeah, I don't know that I like this at all. Big spending abroad fuels growing domestic backlash. Let's see. Phone banned at school. French children forced to hang up. Man has gender... Oh, I, I read this before. I think I read this yesterday about the 81-year-old idiot who wants to, to finally be a woman now. You wait until you're 81. Yeah, you're not gonna. Anyway, uh, da, da. I don't see anything else cooking on here. What is this? Kaepernick face 
of Nike campaign? Why would you do that, Nike? Why would you put this idiot on there? Colin Kaepernick named face of Nike's 30th anniversary of Just Do It campaign. Why would they do that? <clears throat> Why would they do that? Nike selected former San Francisco 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick as the face of its Just Do It campaign, which is celebrating its 30th anniversary. Darren Rovell of ESPN reported the choice of Kaepernick, who started the movement to kneel during the United States National Anthem to protest racial injustice. <clears throat> Colin Kaepernick believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. Just do it. Just shut it. How about that, piece of mother flower you? I don't want to read any more of this. I'm glad I don't buy Nike shoes anymore. I won't buy anything Nike anymore. I'm not asking anyone to boycott. I'm just saying, me personally, I'm not buying anything that's going to put this idiot's face on, that makes this idiot's fit the face of the Just Do It campaign. I won't do it. Huh. Will Trump's lion Ted tweets doom cruise? Labor Day. Bernie ups Bezos bashing at AFL-CIO breakfast. Who cares? Power struggle puts heat on older white inc incumbents. I think I read that already. Anything else? Anything Mm, nothing. I'm not seeing anything. Nothing. Nothing to talk about here. So let's close this out. Click, 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 click. Okay. When I come back, I shall talk about why. Why? Personally, obviously, I can't speak on anyone else why I can trust someone who just steps into my life versus people I've known forever when I come back. Agreed, Kate Rock couldn't agree with you more. Disappointed to see that EA apologized and claimed that it was a mistake that his name was uh was edited out of the um edited out of the lyric. You buckled on the pressure because the artist himself wasn't happy and some people weren't happy about it. But I was one who was quite happy with it. In fact, I don't even play Madden football. I was going to buy the game just because you did that. But now, you seem like you're, you're backpedaling. So, it figures. 
you can't please everyone. There's more of us than them, EA. So if it comes down to dollars, you'll be missing out more of our money if you buckle on the presser like this all the time. Anyway, uh, let's get to trust. It's really crazy because um, there's some people I've known for a long time and there's just no, it's like I don't even know them. It's like they don't exist. There's no trust factor there at all where there are people who could come into my life and I spend hours with them and it's an instant bond. And it's not just on my side because the energy that they give off too, I feel I'm very good at feeling energy and they give off some energy too. And I know I'm right. I know I'm right. Like Bishop Clancy used to say. I'm definitely right on this. I mean, it just makes me question, though, because I'm not reincarnation. If you believe in the Bible, I don't think that that reincarnation is possible. But sometimes it just feel like I just I just know someone. I could just met, met them, but it feel like I know them forever. So I don't know why that happens, why that actually is. I just know that. It's definitely real that an instant, I don't know if it has to do with chemistry. Maybe it could be chemistry too. Chemistry and, because chemistry do does um, constitute a sense of trust. So maybe it's the chemistry that's making me feel that way. Because there's some people where there's instant chemistry, instant chemistry right away. And I think that, there's a sense of trust in as far as chemistry goes. Let me just uh, look up chemistry again. Uh, let's see, chemistry, chemistry between people. Let's see what it says here. Truth about chemistry between two people. Let's see what this has to say about the theory. It says here... Chemistry has a purpose. It's not random. It's not a fluke. Now, that's very interesting to me. It's not random and it's not a fluke. Huh. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. I mean, I just don't know. I mean, to me, it's just... Uh, Sometimes it just feel random, but thinking about what you said here, I think that you might be right. It's not random and it's not a fluke. So there's essential information in the attraction that occurs between two people. It's important for us to know what chemistry is, so we use it to feel more love in our lives. Interesting. This is an interesting article. Let's keep reading. Um... So, without understanding that there's a secret order to love, um, we feel out of control and no one likes that. No, no, we don't. Don't worry, you're not out of control, you're just in love. And there's a reason you feel a strong chemical attraction towards the people you do. 
That's what I'm going to discuss today. This is good. This is learning information for me. You're never too too knowledgeable to learn things. You're never too old to learn, I guess, is the, the old adage goes. You're never too old to learn. So let's learn together, shall we? I often hear people talk about chemistry as if it's a bad thing. Like we should be wary of the people we're attracted to the most. And I understand why this is a common warning, because these people tend to bring our issues to the surface. It's true. Very true. It's true that strong attraction makes for a wild ride in love. But the question is, is this really a bad thing? Some people will say, yes, sure. If you want life to be easy, then the path of strong attraction isn't for you. Side note, is there an easy path? I'm still trying to figure that one out. Of course, we all want love to be uncomplicated, but we are complicated. So why would our relationships be any else, any different? It's true. It's true. You preach it, preach it. Preach it, hallelujah, for that, yeah. Ooh, I'm getting amped up because this is true stuff. This is true stuff, you know. Feel me? So from a spiritual perspective, love is supposed to be wild, be a wild ride. This doesn't mean that we stick around in relationships that are abusive or feel horrible to be, to be in. But it does mean we recognize that love will provoke us to grow into fuller versions of ourselves. And this isn't easy. True. Feelings such as insecurity, doubt, fear, jealousy, judgment, and contempt, all ego feelings, will appear with the people we desire most. Oh, my goodness. It's like ring the alarm, song the song, la, 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 la. This is so much, oh, man. Because of this, many of us categorize these highly attractive relationships as bad or unhealthy. Spiritually speaking, however, these relationships are doing what they're supposed to do. They're provoking your ego to surface so you can transform it. Interesting. When we remember that relationships are meant to teach us growth, we approach the bad very differently. We know what we know that there is a lesson in every challenge. That lesson is to regain a connection to love. Lessons of love take on many different forms. Sometimes reconnecting with love means leaving the relationship. Sometimes reconnecting with love means sticking around and working through the challenges. Sometimes the lesson is learning to forgive your partner. Sometimes the lesson is learning to forgive yourself. Yes, we all want peace in relationships. They're supposed to be blissful and loving. And when they aren't, we 
No, we've fallen off the path of love, and we have to get back on track. This is how we grow. Don't bypass or downplay the chemistry you feel. Remember that it exists for a reason. The people you're most attracted to are your greatest teachers in love. Show up for the lessons they have for you. Please, please show up for the lessons that they have for you. So that was very, very insightful and very, very powerful knowledge there. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I really, wow, I didn't know that. I mean, honestly, a lot of things said in that article I was doing because the, the, uh, what do you call it? When you, the chemistry, it makes me feel all those things. What I want to know is why don't we have control over who we feel these strong chemistry for? Why? I don't understand that. It's just like, I know they said it's not random, so maybe it's not random and there's a reason for it. And, um, but there's just certain people that I shouldn't have any chemistry for and it just pops up. I'm like, why do I have chemistry for her? Why do I have, why do I have chemistry at this, for this friend of mine? He, I don't even like this person. What is going, you know? So I've always been, but this article was like a real eye opener. It really was an eye opener. So, uh, hmm. Let's see this one. Seven surprising factors that create or reveal chemistry between people. This is interesting. No, I don't know how I got into chemistry again. I must love that topic because chemistry is, it really, does something to you. It really does. It, it's a form of love. You know, I didn't know that. It's a, it's a strong form of love. So uh, let's get into some chemistry. When looking for a partner, most of us look for awesome spark, that inexplicable click that creates fireworks between you and another person. You might believe it comes from destiny or maybe just sexual attraction, but there are actually a number of surprising factors that cause chemistry between people. Knowing what these factors are might not change whether or not you have chemistry with someone, but they can definitely help you pinpoint why you get along so much with your partner or your crush. Romantic Chemistry is an effortless attraction between two people that can feel magnetic and addictive. It's true, says relationship and dating expert. So true, so, so true. It's to blame for many second dates. It can come in the form of a physical emotion or even intellectual bond. Scientists believe that chemistry is a result of the chemicals in your brain determining compatibility. Oh, there's an angle I didn't really know. Most of us have felt it, but usually we aren't aware 
of where this insane feeling is coming from. You might just blame it on that urge to kiss someone good looking, but true chemistry is so much more. Here are seven surprising factors that can cause a feeling of chemistry between two people. Number one, and uh, yeah, this is so true. I'm, I'm thinking about, yeah, this is definitely true. Length of eye contact, so, so true. I'm just thinking back on, on the many uh, chemical reactions and uh, or the chemistry that I've had, and it's true. It really does start with length of eye contact. There are some people, the eye contact is like, I can't just, it's like magnet, basically. It's like magic. And some people, there's not many people, I, I, there's certain people I will give that to, and it's rare. And uh, obviously, I'm not calling any names here. Too many people that I know listen to my show, and I want words getting around to certain individuals. People talk too much, and they will never shut up. Multiple studies have shown that the length of eye contact definitely has something, definitely has something super duper, definitely. They didn't put super duper, but I'm just, it's that true. It's that true. Con contact, eye contact definitely has something to do with how attractive a person is perceived to be. It's true. So by increasing the amount of eye contact, you can also increase the romantic chemistry between you and someone else. True. Touch. Here goes another one. Very true. If used correctly, touching can cause instant romantic chemistry. With too much touching, you can risk turning things into a buddy vibe, says, says, uh, Karen, with not enough touching, things will feel cold and formal, but with just the right amount of fireworks. So we got eye contact and touching. Alcohol. How did alcohol make it on the list here? Alcohol, although alcohol can't create chemistry from scratch, it can definitely enable it. Alcohol can be a very helpful tool for speeding along romantic chemistry. This is true. This is true. This is definitely true. When used carefully, this can allow you and your person of interest to open up to each other with minimal nervousness. True. True. Four, shared sense of humor. Lots of side-spitting, splitting, side-spitting, lots of side-splitting, silly laughter is great for creating chemistry. Okay, number five, sense of familiarity. When something is familiar, it becomes comfortable, and we are drawn to it. We have a habit to gravitate towards things we recognize that feels like home. These are great tips. Six, physical similarity. It sounds kind of creepy, but we tend to be 
attracted to people who look similar to us. According to research published in the journal Personality and Social Psychology Bulletin, we are attracted to people who resemble our parents or ourselves. It's not uncommon to see blondes marry blondes and dimpled people marry other dimpled people, and con consequently, it's not uncommon for couples to be mistaken for siblings due to the striking resemblance. That's not true with me. I'm sort of, I'm not attracted to anyone that resembles my parents. That's to me, it's like, ugh, I don't want that. Not ugh because of my parents, just that it's like, ah, I don't want, I'm not attracted to that. I'm like attracted to people that's nothing, that looks nothing like her. So, and finally, number seven, disclosing personal information. This is a big, oh man, I hope. Okay, so, um, don't listen, don't listen, don't listen. I hope I hope you're not listening. Are you listening? She's not listening. How much you reveal to a potential partner can set the tone for some crazy chemistry. Oh my goodness. Boy, did we okay, yeah. I'm not gonna talk about these things on here. This closing personal information can create a sense of intimacy. But revealing too much too soon can take away that feeling of excitement, true. So that's another great, great tips there. That's making my spidey tingles tingle. This is so true, man. This is this is a great segment. I, I, I got to admit, because um, I love learning about chemistry because um, I feel it for, I rarely feel it. But when it comes along, it's like, like a magnetic, or electrical shock that's unmistakable. And I always, I am never wrong about the chemistry. I'm never ever wrong. I never know why, but I just know that it just is. And these tips are just uh, confirming for me that, uh, that yeah, chemistry is really great stuff. So, I'm not sure how I got off on the tangent on chemistry, but it's still in the trust arena. And uh, I was also was talking about there's certain people that I could just meet and I trust, and that's because of chemistry. The chemistry got a hold of me. The you know like the stuff that was mentioned here, the the long eye contact staring, the touching, subtle touching, sharing really uh, personal stuff. Yeah, that's like some big ones that I did so and that you know that was done and so uh yeah this is um very very good stuff very very good indeed uh let's see uh ta -ta. how to tell if there's serious chemistry between two people I must really like 15 powerful signs of chemistry. Okay, I don't want to make it into another. I already did a did a show on chemistry. I don't want to to get stuck on chemistry. So um, yeah, I don't want to get stuck on chemistry at all. But it really there's no denying the chemistry 
that eye contact really does cut. Oh, man, it's so electric. It literally feels like an electric power. You can't turn away the electric magnetic force. It just sucks you right in. And, um, yeah, there's nothing much more I can say about that. It's just I could spend tons of time talking about this, but the main thing I wanted to say is that I guess the main reason that I feel trust for some people who I just met and I could, and others that I've known for years, I didn't, didn't feel any, anything for no trust is chemistry. That's the, that's the word chemistry. That is it because I'm looking on what's happening right now and it's absolutely chemistry, 110% chemistry. And that's what it is. That's what it is. I can't hide from it. So that's pretty much all I have to say on that. So I hope that um, you enjoyed your Labor Day off. I thank you for your listenership. And I hope that you return on hump day. Hope that I return on hump day. It's back to work. Who knows if it's going to be a a 15 or 20 hour. You guys just don't know. It's nuts. But anyway, I thank you for your listenership. And let me know how you feel about chemistry or trusting people that you finally, that you just met versus, versus trusting people that you've known for a while. It's something something to uh, make you go, hmm, take care. Bye-bye. Oh, baby, come on, so come on, people, baby.